0: Welcome to Chosen Generation Ministries with Pastor Paul Morgan. We are a non-denominational, multicultural ministry based in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. CGM helps to develop nurturing, healthy relationships with ourselves, others, and God. We are a conversational church that engages our congregation in an active dialogue that enhances their personal walk with Jesus Christ in all aspects of life. Let's join Pastor Paul.
1: We thank you that you are God and there is no equal. If we had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't thank you enough. Because as we look around at our lives, we're still here. Things are going on, but you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, and you know all things. So we get to a place where we start to put our confidence in an unshakable God. We thank you that you knew where we would be 2,000 years ago. You knew that we would be worshiping you. You knew that we would be calling forth people from the north, the south, the east, and the west to come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you in advance for everything that's going to take place. We thank you for people that's going to come out of darkness into a new light. And not only will they come out, but they'll stay out. But they'll find out that you are the best thing that ever happened to us. And you will be the best thing that ever happened to them. We thank in advance that your word cannot return unto you void, but it must prosper in the things wherefore you send it. And whenever we're speaking your word, we're sending your word that cannot come back void. The enemy is defeated. He knows it, but he's hoping that we don't know it. So every time we step away from you, we step into his territory. So let's just stay where we're supposed to be and do what we're supposed to do. And walk in his goodness and his mercy. Because when people see that smile on our face, it won't be fake. It'll be your glory. And people have to ask, how did you get that way? And you will tell them, I'm glad you asked. It's called Jesus person who died on the cross and raised again for us and no matter what he was going through how many licks he took how many beats he had he said he did it for us so surely if he did it for us we can walk in the freedom that he paid the price for in Jesus name we pray amen well I'm about to get started I don't know about you Whew. glory we're gonna talk about hope today Somebody give me some tissues. I I got tears in my eyes. Started out in worship. Thank you, worship leaders. Thank you. And if it was okay for Jesus Christ, said Jesus wept, So then it's okay for me to weep. See, I I don't know what he did for you, but I know what he did for us. Yes, sir. Uh uh Uh-oh, (laughs) uh-oh. So welcome to CGL. I'm talking about hope. So write this down. Hope says in the future, it could happen. While faith says it's already happened. So the enemy will come after your hope to get you hopeless because he knows that if you ever realize where you are and how close you are, that you are about to enter into this place called faith. Faith calls things that be not as though it already existed. Faith acts like it's already done. And we got testimonies coming up in a a week or two about what God does, what he'll do for you, how he'll take your finances from one place and he'll put it in a whole new column. You don't have to worry about the tax part because you got more than enough. I ain't getting no amen at all on that one right there. (laughs) But faith says it's already done. It has already happened. So those of us who's dealing with hopelessness, God has placed hope there. But it's up to us to realize that we have hope. And, and this has been our, our ground scripture, is Romans chapter 15 verse 13 in Amplified. It says, may the God of hope do what? Fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith. Is there anything that God ever did for you that you were surprised by? Raise your hand. So then that means you at least got one experience you can look back on. You can look back on that experience and say that he did this for me. And it goes on to say that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abound in hope. That means more than enough. That means overflow. And overflow with confidence in his promises. And I shared this last week. You have to know his word in order to know his promises. Now, one thing we can say about children. How many of y'all got children? One thing we can say about children, they always remember what we say. Nicole, I know you used that one too your mom, with your mom. Well, mama, you said, you said, and, and God's word said, he says, come, let us reason together. If you need understanding about what you're asking them to do and how it hadn't come to pass the way you think it should have come, then he says, come, let us reason together. He said, he didn't say, come fuss at me. He said, come, let us reason together. Ask a question. But this is one I found the other night. I, I, I like this one. Y'all ready for this one? This is good. Because see, the time is coming and now is. When people will talk about how the Bible is jacked up, it's going to come a time where you're going to have to fight to be able to read your word. Churches will come to a place where you can go into a church and not hear one scripture. But what changes your life? The word. Because see, the word is here and it's there. Remember, he's the first and the last, the alpha and omega. His word is the same way. But there is coming a time, and it's here, where you're going to go get a, 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 a lesson, but not a teaching. A teaching means that there are things that I have to do based off what I heard. Do you understand what I'm saying? And when I saw this scripture, I said, Glory God, I'm saying it now. For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction. So you say you want instruction about relationship? It's in his word. You want instructions about how to buy a house? It's in his word. You want instructions about how to have peace? It's in his word. So that through endurance, uh-oh, you mean I got to do something? You mean I got to endure? You mean it might take longer than I thought? And encouragement. Where, is I, where am I going to get that? In it's in the word. Now, people can encourage you because he created us for community. But what time of night are you dealing with? Billy Bob's sleeping. Sally Joe is, too. Endurance, whatever you're believing for, you have to endure. Because if you don't endure, you gave up. And when you gave up, you won't, don't want your place, your mindset to get to a place where you're known as a quitter. They started, they start strong, but then what happened? When something happens, they don't endure. Instead of endurance, they quit. And the encouragement of the scriptures, we may have hope. And overflow with confidence in his promises. What would it be like to overflow with confidence in his promises? That's a different place. That's a new place. It's not your confidence. It's his confidence. But see that word where it says, "in endurance and encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. The word might mean there is a choice. That if you do what is required, you can walk in that. But no, God, you're supposed to do it all. But I thought He already did it all. So, guys, this is not a happy, let's dance around message. But I'm talking about hopelessness to get you to a place of hope. And, guys, you have a part you have to play in that. You have to watch what you think. I would just check it out. Holy Spirit gave it to me. Y'all write this down. I'm, I'm enjoying this writing down. I hadn't said it right down in a couple months. All right? So I'm talking to God and minding my own business. Y'all know good things happen when I do that. He told me, he said, thoughts are our home. Thoughts are our home. They are with us 24-7. When you go to sleep, guess what? Your thoughts are still with you. He said, if our thoughts are good, so is our home. Now, it doesn't take a graphic of African science to read the opposite of that. So if our thoughts are not good, neither is our home. Now, I'm talking about our our home, our body, our mindset. So if I'm thinking good thoughts, my home is good. I don't care what kind of home you buy, what kind of car you drive, what kind of clothes you wear. If your home is not good, you're not enjoying the clothes you wear, the car you drive, the house you live in. Because if your home is not good, if your thoughts are not good, neither is your home. And see, you live there. See. You, People can You can talk to people about what you're thinking, but when they leave, well, even while they were talking to you, they were thinking, I don't believe that. Shoot, he don't know what he's telling me to do. I know I ain't work with, with uh, uh, Banetta to get her to sing, but she did an awesome job. So, see, he had to give her thoughts to get to her home. <laughs> Banetta, if y'all don't know, I always pick on her, because y'all don't know what she do behind the scenes with me. But girl, give me a hard time. But see, because I got a good thought home, I go to my thoughts. And I say, she won't be here for long. She's going to be leaving my office soon. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we love her. We love her. Because we got a good thought home. But I want you all to think about that thing. What, are you, what does your home look like? Now, we know what your physical home look like. But what does your mental home look like? Can you invite anybody into that? Can you? Can you invite anybody into that? Or, or, or we don't want you to know that we think like that. <laughs> and he chuckles. But I want y'all to examine that thing. In fact, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to help you with it. Because see, the Holy Spirit is, is, is in my home. In his word, God's word says, he, the Holy Spirit will take the things of God and show it to us. So Holy Spirit, would you mind showing us what our, our thought home looks like? Would you mind showing us whether it's in good condition or it needs your anointing? And you're a quick God. You show us things quick. You speak quick. You show quick. And you out there, just, just, just in the chat section, just text in and tell us whether it's a good home or a challenging home. Just don't lie about the home. Okay? Just don't lie about the home because there's no help in lying. Repeat that. There's no help in lying. God brings healing to the truth. Amen? Y'all want me to get off the throne home? <laughs> All right, I can tell. I can tell where y'all. are. All right, so I'm talking about three cognitive distortions. This is a quick review. Distorted thinking patterns. I talked uh, whether you guys were on happy hour or not. I did did part uh, the first one, all or nothing thinking, on Thursday night at happy hour. So if you missed that, you can go back and uh, uh, rebroadcast it. But the second one is fortune telling. Y'all know what fortune telling is? Yeah. I'm not talking about the crystal ball you look at. I'm talking about where you have already decided whether you're going to win or lose, whether you're going to fail, whether you're going to get it or not. You got a question or statement?
0: Someone online said that their thought home needs some anointing.
1: Amen. Amen. Tell them to stay with us. Stay with us. Because I'm going to take you to a place, might not be today, take you to a place where I'm giving you the steps about how to walk out of hopelessness into hope. So fortune telling you, just predict the, the future. And then disqualifying the positive. You ever told somebody to look sharp or look nice or you look groomed and they say this old thing? <laughs> oh, somebody called out a name. Oh, oh, okay. I am not going to mess with that. Just say thank you. Amen. Okay. See, she fixed it just like that. She fixed it. Disqualifying the positive. No matter what you say, they're going to find something wrong with what, what, what you complimenting them about. Guys, and this is a lifestyle. When these cognitive distortions get into your life, you go in the wrong direction. So I found other words that I wanted to use because I think it's extremely important that whenever there's a cognitive distortion, there's exaggeration, and normally it's for the worse. But this is the word that struck me, was destruct, I mean, uh, deceptive, unrealistic interpretations of events. Something will happen. And you can go to this place where you can exaggerate or use deception to say what took place. But this is my scripture right here. Y'all, y'all, y'all need to read this together with me. Y'all it for Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12? It says, there is a way which seems right to a man and appears straight before him. But it ends, but the end is the way of death. Another translation says the way of the destruction. So I can believe that it's okay for me to use this credit card that I say I'm going to pay off in a month. And you know you don't have the finances for that. And what you do is you keep it a secret. Anybody ever kept secrets? (laughs) You kept the secret because you know it was wrong. You didn't ask anybody for counsel. You didn't, you know, talk to anybody about it because you knew it was wrong. So I'm going to hide this thing. But that word man right there is mankind. So don't just think it's talking about men. There is a way which seems right to a man. When you have to basically ask somebody about something you get ready to do, y'all know what I mean, that kind of ask. I'm not talking about for information. I'm talking about to try to get buy-in. Anybody ever you try to use buy-in? And you you just roast it up really good, and you smile, make sure your teeth were brushed, make sure your hair was groomed, and you get ready to make this presentation because you want to do wrong, and you want to make sure they're looking at you instead of listening to you. But this deceptive thing, the word says, it's in the light of days, that's what's coming, guys. It's deception. But if your thought life is solid, then you're in a good home. But if it's not, you're going to be easily deceived. Because I'm tired of dealing with this person. I'm tired of doing this. I'm tired of saving money to try to do this or get this. I'm tired of this job. Can I share a secret about a job? Can I share a secret about... Uh, abundance. The Bible says, "To them that have, shall be given." If you're believing for a better job, you got to be good at this job. But if you quit this job before you get another job, you just broke the law. The spiritual law. It says, "To them that have, shall be given." So if you have a job, the best time to get a job is when you got a job, according to the Word. Now, if you want to listen to the Word, if you want to get a better relationship, uh-oh, you got a massive relationship you in called us. You know what I'm talking about? Don't, don't take nobody of your mess. Y'all know what mess is, right? I mean, are y'all perfect or we had to use Jesus to help us get to where we are? I wasn't always like this. My wife can testify. <laughs> I, I got this, babe. I'm good. <laughs> she prayed many nights for me and one of the things that drew me to her, y'all heard about it, I'm going to tell you again. I, I never saw her get upset. But I know she could. <laughs> and I asked her, this person came up to him one day and said something stupid. How many of y'all ever had a stupid encounter? Yeah. Stupid encounter. And, and I just saw a look at the person. She still got a smile on her face. So I couldn't wait for the person to leave. Because I said, what did you tell yourself? She said, I just saw special on the top of the forehead. <laughs> but see, it worked. So I said, I want to get to know her. Because I'm using you cussing that me, I'm going to cuss you back. I guess some of y'all never cussed before, okay? But that's why Jesus came. <laughs> <laughs> all right? So let me keep going. So with this cognitive distortion, what it creates. But recognize that we've all gone through this before. So I, I got special times. I had a full schedule on Friday, counseling. My first appointment I get here. And the internet is not working, but it's, it's virtual. So it's like, OK, the internet is not working. Now, the first one was I had a, a wireless keyboard, and it needed to be charged. But you know, I'm, I'm poking at it, but it's not allowing me to do anything. So I was like, what? What's going on? Wayne is not available. Michelle is not available. And So I asked God. <laughs> I said it just like that. So, so he said, well, you got four keyboards in the, in the Sam booth. Go get one of them. Now I could have went another way, right? Yeah. But the person who already paid for the session don't want to hear that your keyboard is not working and your internet is not. So I said, okay. I said, Jesus, what what we're supposed to do about this internet thing? He said, just whenever you call a computer specialist, what they tell you to do, unplug it. So I said, why wouldn't that work for the internet? Unplugged it, plugged it back up, I'm good to go. <laughs> now you, I could have sat there and thought all the thoughts. Y'all, y'all holler at me. What thoughts you would have thought? Cancel today. The Here we go again. The devil is busy. The devil is busy. <laughs> uh-huh. I paid my bill. Did I pay my bill? Why does this always happen? Why is this always happen? <laughs> Not, now. Not now. But I just asked the Holy Spirit what to do. I have good thoughts in my house. You must have good thoughts in your house. It comes from the word of God. It's come from you practicing the word of God. It comes from you replacing. Y'all know it, Philippians. I'm going to get to it. If Y'all should know about how. When I say Philippians, y'all, just start I quote. <laughs> but check this out. This is my concern. If you don't process the thought, it becomes an automatic thought. An automatic thought is something you go to first and something you only think. So if something don't work, If your automatic thought, because you haven't replaced thoughts or you haven't processed them, won't lead you to where I went. It'll lead you to something is wrong. I'm going to throw the stuff down. I'm going to get mad. I'm just going to quit. But if you process your thought, he said, take every thought captive. Catch the thought. Grab the thought. Take a look at it and see whether that works. Does it line up with God's word or not? Or does it go against God's word? I see you. Or go against God's word? So I said, now, he wouldn't allow me to make, be able to make the appointments and receive the money unless I am supposed to go through with it. So I grabbed the thought, took a look at it, and I said, well, all I see in this is victory. I sold my phone. I said, well, what I happened is while I'm working on that, let me also load this on my phone. So I'm finding a way to win instead of accepting a way to lose. I'm talking to you. Okay, uh, I got a statement.
0: Uh, yeah, Pastor. So, y'all who know me know that I have some challenges sometimes when I go to the restaurant. Like, uh-huh. I believe that my food going to be right. Amen. And half the time it's not. But I'm still rebuking the thought and okay. working on it. So, normally the only place that is always right is Chick-fil-A. Okay. And the other day I went to get my bacon biscuit. I get a bacon biscuit with extra butter inside. I opened it, it was just a buttered biscuit with no bacon. Okay. And I said, the devil is a liar! Okay, all right, okay. Because right, <laughs> Chick-fil-A <laughs> always gets it
1: right. Chick-fil-A always gets it right. So, so do that about seven more times. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Because remember what we learned about self-talk? That there's a whole lot of things we're saying and we're not aware that we're saying. Amen? So if they were getting it right before, uh-oh. Okay, all right, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> this daughter's views create self-defeating behavior. When I say self-defeating, that means us. We create our own thought life that will produce the thoughts that we think. If we want a different thought, a different life, we have to say and think things different. How often do you do this? For the rest of your life. For When Marty, the veterinarian, the doctor, gets out of school, yes. graduates, finishes, she's still gonna have to think, replace thoughts. This is life going on, guys. Check this out. I love this scripture. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. Now, I'm going to tell you how powerful it is. If you read the whole history of this scripture, Proverbs uh, 23, 7, it's talking about a man wanting to feed another man, you know, like a meal, but he got uh, manipulation behind what he's feeding the man. Okay? So the Bible is clear where it says you're not supposed to eat food from an angry person. Yeah, look at that in Proverbs. So, you know, if somebody's inviting you to eat and you can see how angry looking they are, don't don't do it. What my girl Chelsea said, don't do it. In this scripture, I I took it and I I made sure I wanted to explain that because some people say you quote something out of context. So I'm going to quote it in context. This guy wanted to get this guy to do something for him. So what he did was he's going to give him a meal. So he found out he liked oatmeal cookies. Let's say he liked oatmeal cookies. So he's going to feed him oatmeal cookies because he knows he likes oatmeal cookies. Then he's going to hit him with what he wants to hit him with. But if that pertains to food, how much does it pertain to us? For as you think in your heart, so are you. What are you thinking in your heart about the si- situation that you're confronted with? Because that situation ain't going nowhere until you change. Until we tell it what to do, it's going to do what it does. For as you think in your heart, so are you. You are right now where you have chosen to be. Now that sounds harsh, but it's true. Somebody got to tell you the truth so you can get out of what you are in. Oh baby, it's okay. It was okay then, but we're talking about now. But we still have a choice. We, we still have the choice. I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. The hint, choose life. Some people are choosing life right now. While I'm ministering, some people are choosing death right now. Who is he to tell me what I need to think? I've been like this all my life. And what fruit do you have for it? And I'm just trying to be real, guys. I'm just trying to be real and let you know the only person that's going to get you out of what you're in is you. Because, see, Jesus already paid the price. I mean, I've got to make that clear. If you're coming out of depression, you're coming out because you're choosing to. If this means I got to stay up and quote the word, then I'm going to stay up and quote the word. If this means I have to replace the thought, then I need to replace the thought. Medication is for some people based off their chemical imbalance and so forth. But the other way, you are the one that's coming out of this. So let's talk about fortune telling. Y'all ready for fortune telling? (laughs) You, say you. you, predict the worst possible outcome. Yeah, that's what you do. If you're into fortune-telling, you're going to predict the worst possible outcome. I just didn't say a bad outcome. I say the worst possible one. So if you're believing for a job, you're going to say you didn't, you're not going to get it. And if I'm saying I'm not going to get it, and if I'm believing it, then I'm going to show up late? Not show up at all? Not up at all. I'm not going to dress appropriate? Not, not prepare? Don't do any background on the company. Don't answer the questions that's asked you. Is a, um, we have a guy that worked with us uh, at Boys and Roof, and, and he works for Tyson's. And Tyson's have like five things that they ask you to do for the interview. One of them was make sure you wear steel-toed shoes or boots, but not tennis shoes. Um, I don't remember all of them, but I'm going to give you at least three. The second one was leave your cell phone in your car and third, have a driver's license with you. And then the other two are other things. So what they're saying is you're guaranteed a job if you do these five things. Guaranteed. When you show up to talk to people, that is your interview to be hired. Man stands outside as, as you walking up the sidewalk. And if you got tennis shoes on, he said, uh, no. Do you have your driver's license? No. What's the other one? Phone? The phone right on you? In the car. Now, what, for a person who made it in because they had the five things, they asked, when will we know we're hired? And the guy said, you are hired. When you made it in here for this interview, you were hired. Now, who are you going to blame for that? But they pre- predicted the worst possible outcome. The person that went in without the five things predicted the worst possible outcome. Because see, these negative predictions become self-fulfilling prophecies. Y'all know what's fulfilling prophecy, right? You believe something and then it comes to pass. But when you are dealing with fortune-telling, you are the one predicting your future. You are the one that's saying what the outcome looks like. You, You heard your parents say, if you don't have nothing good to say, what they say? Don't say nothing. They got research that's coming out that when you say something positive, it manifests itself three times quicker. Would y'all ready for this though? If you say something negative, it manifests itself 10 times faster. So is there a reason why the enemy wants us to talk negative? And I'm talking about this is hell in, 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 in major universities that are doing this research. How many times faster if I say it in positive? Three. How many times in negative? 10? I mean, it's just boom. I see that's what I like about my father, but see, he said one to put a thousand in flight and two would put 10,000. So when you agree with someone that's willing to agree with you, <laughs> cause you know, they know we, we know the outcome. If you're a negative person, you think negative, talk at negative, act negative, self-fulfilling prophecy is in manifestation, you asking us to agree with you and we know in advance. That you're not walking in the victory that God has provided for you because, see, it's strange for some people, but we expect our prayers and our words to come to pass. When you ask us to agree with you or pray with you, we'll stop you right, we'll stop where we are because I get tired of us, you know, we, we'll forget. How many of y'all know that we forget and don't pray for them? But you told them you were gonna do what? All right, so let, let's see what happened with uh, fortune telling. This is how fortune telling how, how you think. This is your relationship with God. God won't answer my prayer. You're forced to tell him, what are you doing? Self-fulfilling prophecy says, what about this statement? What does it say? Say again? He won't answer my prayer. Now, you mean to tell me you can tell God what to do? He's a God of justice. He's a God of peace. But he is not a God that will make you do what you don't want to do. If you, you want to stay where you are, he'll let you stay right where you are. He still send people by to, to, to bless you and talk with you and encourage you, but he don't go against his word. Because that's called Satan. I bet you his word won't change my situation. That's what some people say saying there. But I bet you it will change your situation if you're willing to receive it. Guys, this is on us. I don't care who is hiring <laughs> They won't hire me. That's the person that walked in with the phone on and with the tennis shoes on at Tyson's. I don't care who's hiring. Have y'all, how I many, okay, I'm gonna ask a real question. How long did it take y'all before you stopped trying to tell people about jobs that you know they weren't gonna go for? How, how long did it take? Raise your hand and shout it out at me. Okay, nobody wanna tell me? A couple times? A few weeks? Okay, y'all done y'all told and people, y'all don't want the people to know. All right, I got you, I'm with you, I'm with you. I, I read them between the lines. Things won't get better for me. Things won't get better for me. Now, if I can have what I say according to scripture, then what am I saying? It gets that close to being better, and then good times was a good one. What in the world? Why they call it good times? The boy, they they never had a good time. They never had a good time. What was his name? James. What's James? Yeah, James get a new job and get fired before he come home. The, the, The family was jacked up. They call it good times. We looked at it for a couple years and it never got good. Huh? We was always hoping for, but it's real stuff, guys. You, if you talk negative, you can't get good from that. If you think negative, you can't get good from that. You gotta replace the thought and I'm making sure you understand that I'm not saying it's easy, but if you have been where you are for so long, then what else can go wrong other than you can change it and make it right. I always get the short end of the stick. Now, I'm making confessions, I'm making sure y'all understand, because it's not me talking. I always get the best end of the stick. So ask yourself, see, I'm I'm, I'm providing a way of escape. (laughs) When you are thinking negative thoughts, especially fortune-telling, ask yourself, what is the possibility of this happening? What is the possibility of this happening? Because what you're doing is once you start questioning thought, what does the mind have to do? It has to stop to hear what the mouth has to say. So I don't say, thank these thoughts. I say, say these thoughts. What is the possibility of this happening? And You're asking yourself out loud and if you need help, say, Holy Spirit, help me answer these questions. So that way it won't be coming from you. It's coming as a joint venture. Because the word says if two agree is touching anything, there is God to see to it that it happens. So what is the possibility of this happening? Anybody want to throw an example out? Yes, ma'am. might come in your way. So y'all going to work with me on this, right? What is the possibility of this happening? And it's, 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 it's awesome. I
2: have a um, business presentation on Wednesday and I've been very nervous. Okay. Um, so... I have not allowed my thoughts to go in this direction, but I think a negative thought would be um, that I don't get the finances. It's a competition. Okay, I don't okay. get the finances for my business.
1: okay you uh, All right, y'all heard her? She said she has a presentation on Wednesday that she's going to give, and uh, the challenge is it's a competition, so that means other people will be doing the same thing, correct? And I don't allow myself to go negative. Yeah. What, what's that? Yeah,
2: so I think the possibility of – of it happening would be a negative thing, it could also go positive. Okay. My challenge is the other businesses are not, they're more tech businesses Okay. Okay. They're online, okay. so I already feel like, do I fit here? Is gotcha. this where okay. I'm
1: supposed to be? Okay, do I fit here and this is what I'm supposed to do? Okay, All right, so what is the possibility? So underneath that she's saying that I'm concerned about whether I'm going to get it, whether I am equipped to do it based off the competition that I serve, okay? So. What is the possibility of this happening? So we know that she's going, right? So she's showing up, and if we know the code, See, sometimes we got to look at our past history. You understand? You look quick, though, okay? <laughs> Don't stay there, because I can't go to the future living in the past. I can look only to gain, not to stay. Y'all write that down right there. That's anointed the of God. I like it myself. What did I say? Y'all, 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 y'all figure it out. All right, so, so put it in the mic.
2: Look, Sit. only to gain, not to stay.
1: Go to the past, only to gain, not to stay. All right? Now, some of these questions won't fit that, that specific topic, but we got them in there. What facts do I have to support this thought? What facts does Nicole have that she's not ready for this? Does she have any thoughts to support that? Because you, you went for big money and got it, right?
2: um i've done a pitch competition before i didn't get it okay but i have gotten grants before
1: okay so this would be
2: the first one that i would receive
1: okay so the grants you have gone on after you've gotten and they haven't been little money no okay all right so why did i ask about that because i'm looking for my success rate i'm looking for something that can energize me so what facts do i have to support this thought that it might not happen well Is that another question back there? Yes.
0: Yes. Um, I like the
1: flashlight thing y'all doing. Nicole
0: knows everybody and their mama, so she could ask somebody who has already done a pitch and has been successful, like, what did you do? Okay. She's also gotten grants for things that she hadn't even applied for, Uh so she could just pray God's favor all over it. Okay. All
1: right. Nicole, you here?
0: Yes. Thank you,
1: Jessica. All right. Y'all can jump in on this now. I'm serious. Because one day it's going to be you. What if I'm wrong? What if Nicole is wrong? What if the tech people are not the ones they're looking for? What if the favor of God is manifested on their life in such a way that they ignore the, the, the tech people and say, that's the one we want? What if I'm wrong? With the thoughts you're thinking, what if you're wrong? You always assume that you're right. But see, you didn't count for the anointing. You didn't count for the faith I mean, the favor. The favor is, have you ever met somebody and you know they don't like you and they bless you anyway? Yes. My wife and I one day got a loan at a, at a place where, um, th- th- this is when we was in trouble. Say trouble. trouble. Ain't in trouble no more. But anyway, a- a- and we got this loan with a company, that uh, a bank that we deal with. Uh, we didn't have an account with them. We didn't not, did not have an account with them, and we wanted to consolidate. This is before Dave Ramsey came along. And, and what happened was, we go in there, the one, we tell the woman our story, and the woman, that's the manager. The woman starts crying. And she says, I, I got to do something for y'all. Y'all just look like nice people. I got to do something for y'all. So she did it. So she said, come back tomorrow and get the check. Well, when we come back tomorrow and we ask them to see her, they've never heard of her. I said it. They never heard of her. They didn't know her name. They said she doesn't work there. But guess what? We still got the check. (laughs) Now, ain't no arguing with people. See, sometimes y'all got to shut up. Ain't no kids in here. Ain't no kids in here. Sometimes you just got to shut up and say thank you and move real quick. (laughs) We're walking like (laughs) it. So so if we don't include the favor of God, the blessing of God, the anointing of God, we haven't asked all the questions. I'm just talking. Y'all listening? Y'all got questions? What I'm hearing Nicole say is I relate things to sports. Okay, all right. So I've never seen a boxer get in the ring expecting to get knocked out. Gotcha, okay. He expects to win. Okay. At least let it go to a decision. Gotcha, okay. So that's the mentality you have to have. Okay, amen. Thank you, Dale. So then you can ask yourself, what's the worst that could happen? The worst that could happen is I could prepare for this, and I could learn from what took place, and I could be provided ready for the next one that's going to come up. What's the worst that could happen? Instead of, I won't get it. See, you see how that sounds better? I got a question right there, a statement. What's the worst that could happen? But you know, right behind that, Nicole, you know what's next, right? What's the best that could happen? See how you, you, you got to sandwich these things, guys, where you're not going down. Megan, what you got?
0: I was thinking of another best that could happen. Okay. So this is real, that there's this group that gives $100,000 dollars to one organization and it's like five finalists. So they give the pitch and then the group votes and one group didn't win and the next week, someone within the audience who was also voting said, I have $100,000 myself and gave it to the organization (sighs) she wanted to win.
1: Clover. amen. See, we didn't account for that. What's the best that could happen? Somebody could be in the audience. There it is. (laughs) Guys. I can't make this any easier than it is. I I, I can't, but I can tell you how important it is to be able to think this way because you gotta come out of depression. You gotta come out of hopelessness. Because see, the thing about depression is hopelessness gravitates towards depression. So if we can stop it from continuing over in that arena, then you are in a much better place. What if today is a new beginning for me? And and I see you there. What if today is a new beginning for me? Now, yeah, your family, you've been backed up, jacked up, moved up, rolled over, all this stuff. It ain't just wasn't. But what if today is different? But you, can, you guys, I'm telling you, the first few minutes when you wake up determines the rest of your day. So I told you before and I tell you again, we wake up, we is me and my wife, we wake up. I don't have to hear her, she don't have to hear me, but we're gonna later until we thank God for five things that he done blessed us with. If your butt woke up the next morning, you gotta start there. If you can move your arms, if you can breathe, somebody not breathing, somebody not moving their arms. If you woke up in a warm bed, if you woke up and you know you got food coming, come on. You got a choice between whether you're drinking water or Pepsi. You got a choice, I ain't say you gotta go Pepsi, but I'm just saying. You got choices if you wake up and you got choices, man. But you got to start right there. and sets the whole mood for the day. We got two cats. The cats jump up on the bed when they see us wake up. They're like, man, there's my sauce. There's my sauce. I'm going to eat good today. <laughs> Even the cats be thankful. <laughs> you mean we can't be thankful? We can't find one thing to thank them for? If you got hot water, then you can take a bath. You got a choice between clothes. Tim Mellon and I, um, we, we brothers, sister, and you know we came from a background of middle income. And you got three outfits for Christmas. I mean, three outfits for Christmas, and three outfits for the summer when you get ready to go back to school. When the last time we presented three outfits to our children? They got a whole wardrobe. We had a pair of jeans. We had a pair of khakis. And what other one we had? Anybody remember? Corduroy, there it is right there. <laughs> we never wore the same ones the next day. But we got multiple choices. I know I wore my stuff two times the next day. And Jazz say more than that. As long as they fit and I'm clean, I'm good to go. But we didn't have that choice. But we have that choice now. We wake up in the morning and we got choices of clothes to pick. And we will not we have nothing to thank them for. So I like every head bowed and every eye closed. That's what I like. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you that you gave us a choice. We didn't have to live in hell. We didn't have to die and go to hell. Because you died and gave us a choice of life and eternal life. Everyone is going to live eternally, but one will live in hell and the other one will live in the presence of God. So we can wake up thanking God that we thanking you that we know you, that you made a choice for us. That you didn't look at us and say, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to save that one. You just said, I'm going to save them all. But our responsibility is to accept you by calling on your name, using that voice, and accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our lives. We thank you for the ultimate price you paid for us. And all you're asking us is to believe you, to accept you. And then go change the world because of what we receive. We need to let make sure other people know it's an awesome opportunity. And the thing about accepting Jesus is you, it's a personal relationship. Meaning the relationship that I have is different than the relationship you have with Him, Because he knows me and he knows you. He knows how we like to spend our time. He knows how we like to talk. He knows what we like to hear. But he never condemns us. He convicts us. He never leaves us. He always stays with us. Even when we think he's gone, he's still holding our hand. He's still reminding us who he is. Son, daughter, just stay with me, just rest with me. I'm gonna show you a difference. I'm gonna show you what your life can be. You don't have to stay in a state of depression or hopelessness. I have the answer because I am the answer. I am the God of hope. And so those in the congregation with me will be confessing as a result of us believing for you. So repeat after me. Father, in the name of Jesus, you said in your word, in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, I shall be saved, born again, and have eternal life. Therefore, according to your word, I am now saved. In Jesus' name, amen. So guys, just ask you to go to ChosenRVA.com and go to the uh, new visitors page. My wife and I did some, some work there and in, in information letting you know what's available to you by you accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior.
0: Thank you for joining us. Please visit our website, ChosenRVA.com and check in with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Chosen RVA. We hope you'll join us again soon.